while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. I'm Marcus Farrow, as always, is holding down the fort. I'm leaving. We'll be here till 10 o'clock. You're not leaving anywhere. We'll be here till 10 o'clock. I have Scott Lang's keys as well, so he's not going anywhere. Um, we have Mayor Lang here with us. Uh, we're taking your phone calls at 508-996-0500. I'm taking your app chat messages, too. How, to do, how does one do an app chat? You have, an, you have the app, and you just... Um, you go to your app, and under the, uh, you know, so when you're looking at your app, it's kind of a display of all the stories. Right. Under the headlining story, you know, that main one in the center, there is a little icon that says message. And you can message on the WBSM app chat. Wait, you so that message is becoming here that I send it? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I've got to stop referring so negatively towards Tim and those messages. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was only going to you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so you can message us in the WBSM app chat as well. Um, so, we're, one of the things I was at the Bristol County House of Correction today uh, as a member of the media. Forty bucks, yeah. I had a, forty bucks, 40 I bucks. bailed them out. Yeah, um, I was there. I hadn't been there since I was a criminal defense attorney, but I was I was there today um, with uh, the sheriff and local lawmakers. Uh, as he pitched a, a plan to relocate the Ash Street Jail from New Bedford, operations from New Bedford over to Dartmouth. And he had a couple of options that he was pitching that he would need a feasibility study for, uh, which would, you know, based on the results of those studies, uh, by DCAM, the Department of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance. Bam. How about nice. that for acronym recollection? Um, like so uh, DCAM would... Um, uh, based on the study from DCAM, they would, you know, then ask the the state legislature for funding. Uh, mayor Lang, we know that you were mayor of New Bedford. We do and know that. Ash Street uh, existed then because it's existed since uh, eighteen. Well, the, actually, the, there was a jailhouse there since eighteen twenty eight. But this, this plus you were a prosecutor. This jail, yeah, you were a prosecutor. Right. You sent some people there. It's been there since eighteen eighty eight. Um, so, what's your general thoughts on the Ash Street Jail and uh, the prospective closing of it? So, about the the jail first. I know that uh, I think off the air we were saying over the last thirty years, people have indicated that they believe that the jail is uh, uh, no longer appropriate for keeping uh, individuals, especially mm -hmm. individuals for a, any kind of period of time. 
Yeah. It uh, on any given day, I think it probably provides the security and and uh, the appropriate facilities for a lockup, right? Yeah. Versus police departments having to have lockups, but the jail, I think, is probably out outlived its uh, you know its usefulness as far as being a place where you can have people go on a long term basis. Now, mm-hmm. could it be an educational type of uh, correctional? facility uh you know revamped in that way perhaps could it uh could you use it for you know probation uh parole type of uh issues could you use it as a lockup I, I, uh, but i don't know that it, it any longer serves the purpose of being a place where people are confined for any kind of a sentence i, I think i think that i th- i think it's if we're going to i i, I think if we're going to move beyond ass street for bristol county we have to move beyond the correctional, uh, the corrections function of Ash Street, and say, okay, if we're going to centralize, you know, if the, if the sheriff's office, they're going to go forward to this operation to centralize operations in the Dartmouth campus, the main Dartmouth campus, then that facility, as it stands, it's got to go. I mean, so if you're looking at economy of scale, I think you're you're probably right. So then the question would be, how do you repurpose that building? Um, or do you decide that you are going to take that building down and put something else up there? I think you, the latter. Okay, so what you don't want to start with is a vacant lot on Union Street. Right. right. That's that's A. What you also have to understand is that the jail provides uh, a fair amount of jobs, that Ash Street Jail. So it is actually a workplace as well as a, a correctional institution. So you have to decide, all right, is that the kind of, repurposing that you would if you took it down is it housing is it something that would provide some sort of uh gainful employment uh is it educational and and i don't know the answer to that i think that if if they're asking for money to study it it's because they really need to study it right Uh, i also think though that it you know if when you go buy it and i go buy it probably every day and i actually try and notice it on a regular basis it is a a building I've I've never seen the plans to it, but it's probably a difficult building to repurpose because it starts I think with twenty foot walls, <laughs> I think goes from there. Right? Well, it'd make a hell of a castle. It, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The armory, if I, you could move I, the armory, if you needed an armory, it'd yeah, be a good armory. I, I right? think all of the, I think all of that, the the like. I think it's wish casting and like, oh, it could be a museum or uh, something no. like that. It's it's not. It's you know, un- when I actually I had Scott Lima on, he called in because it's his board. And he said, like, just the operational costs and all that. It's not a net benefit for the city or whoever even wants to start a museum. If, there. if someone offered it for a buck, you'd say, no, that, thanks. I mean, I think you have to take it down to the raw land and, and then decide what you're going to do with the raw land, raw land. But as Scott points out, you don't want to have a lag time there. Oh, no, with, if you're taking it down, you're putting something right back right, up. Right, right. And you have to know what you're putting up. So, what, and, it, what? and by the way, that that probably doesn't lend itself, while, while we're just talking, to a high-rise there. Yeah, so I was wondering, you know, it's just to think about it. Right. Right? Uh, it's, that's a tough, that is a very, very tough issue. When it was, when it was put up to begin with... Uh, the contours of New Bedford were much different. Uh, absolutely correct, right? Scott. Right. It's a, so, it's so you a, have to yes. figure it out. I mean, it, it, like I said, being mayor is the greatest job in America, but it's also a difficult job, and that's something the mayor's office is going to have to work with the state legislators uh, closely. Right. And then with the administration closely. 
uh, and obviously the sheriff, yes. it's the sheriff's responsibility and jurisdiction to figure out how you uh, either repurpose it or take it down. So one of the things we've already seen is that the sheriff wants to, uh, Sheriff Haru wants to take what was the ICE facility, um, which he's not using anymore, and make that into a regional lockup or to make well, so, it into one single cell facility. Well, so... There are two options on the table now. This has changed since I think we last had a conversation on it. I thought you had a plan. So there's two plans. Oh, now there's two you can, plans. You can right. pick between one of them. Okay. This is this is new information. So I I appreciate. That. Um. Yeah. No. It's that's you know. I, was, I hope our legislative delegation is listening. Well, well, there were some members there. Uh. So Carol Doherty was there. Uh. From Taunton. All the clout. Chris Hendricks. Um. Chris Hendricks was there from uh from New Bedford. Uh, Tony Cabral was there, and Paul Schmidt was there, and uh, Senator Paul Feeney was there, who represents part of, uh, part, northern part of Bristol County. So, um, so there's two options on the table. One Hold is on. I, don't, I didn't hear Chairman of Ways and Means Mike Rodericks. No, I didn't hear his name. No, I didn't hear his name either. I didn't hear Senator Mark Montigny. Yeah, I, I you know I those are the heavyweights. Right, you can ask them, I guess, why they didn't show up or uh, uh, why they didn't show up to the to the thing. I'm not sure, but um, but basically, there's two plans. Uh, there's two options that that he's you know this is based on again. They're he's looking for a feasibility study from DCAM. So uh, one option is to retrofit the ice facility to make a regional lock uh, to make a regional lock. Basically, operate the functions of Ash Street at the ice facility. The single cells. That's the, the key. The, component. the single cells. Yeah. The second is. Um, there is uh, there's a, there's a big space. It's the old gymnasium inside the House of Correction um, to do that, and then he'd be able to move. Uh, he'd be able to turn the ice building into a training facility, which would be basically they could all do internally without the help from the state. He thinks that'd be significantly cheaper because they wouldn't have to do a lot of fortification because that plan the new Ash Street would already be behind the walls of the yes, prison. Yes. So there'd be no fortification that would need to be done. So he said it'd be significantly cheaper. But again, this is all based on a study from, this is all based on whatever feasibility study from, from DCAM. So that, that, th those are the two options on the table. He said he strongly prefers option two if it's, if it's workable. Um, so that's, that's the, that's, that's, that's where we're at. So Scott, you had the regional lockup the entire time you were there. I was one of the Freetown was one of the first towns to join into it. It does make it a lot easier when you can send your your prisoners uh, to the, to the jail, whichever jail it is. It's very important, right? Yeah, it, we, we police officers are not. Uh, are They're not, not corrections officers. Prison yeah. officers in right. any way, and they shouldn't be. And 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 actually, to that point, um, Chief Oliveira was there, uh, New Bedford Police Chief Oliveira. So I got a chance to talk to him, um, and he had said to me, you know, basically, because, you know, Mayor Mitchell had raised some concerns about some of the logistical difficulties, maybe, of moving a regional lockup from New Bedford to Dartmouth. He had, uh, Brad Markey had, re uh, actually, when I, had a, I had a quote from all the counselors, basically all the counselors that spoke on the record about Ash Street. There's a column on WBSM. You can go check it out. But uh, Councilor Markey had brought the same issue, um, but... Uh, Chief Oliver kind of chewed that away pretty easily, said it's not a big deal. And he actually said yeah. it could actually be a net benefit if they did a central booking um, at the Dartmouth facility because they could just do everything in one shot. Because basically what they do is they book people in the station. They and then they them, bring them to Ash Street. And That's then they're true. basically booked again. Right. So if they moved it, if they, he said if they did it in the right way and they did a central booking, 
it could actually it could actually work. And the location for Astrid is very easy. I mean, for uh, for Fonts Corner, very easy. Right off the highway. Right off the highway. You know, the the cruiser's gone for twenty minutes, so it's not that big of a deal. So, Scott, what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, I mean, I'm going to say that I thought I just gave him. Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is that, <laughs> is that, is that the regional lockup piece, though, to it. Oh, the regional, you yeah, know, I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. It's up, you know, I, I defer to the police uh, administration to tell me what the best bet is from the standpoint of prisoner safety and, and booking. And if you can streamline it, make it more efficient. If the individuals are kept out there, they're, I think, safer. They're correctional officers, which are a very highly trained specialty. Right. Police officers are a very highly trained specialty. You can do either one, I think, as far as a police officer being a correctional officer, but I don't like it. I think right. it's not efficient. So I'm, I'm all for it. But I also think that you better do a really careful study because the last thing I would want is an empty uh, Ash Street sitting there trying to figure out what we do next. Correct. Okay? That is that is a, I mean, put it this way, you, I, I recognize it as I go by it each day what it is, right? Right. Uh, most people don't even think twice now. It's something you just go by, but it is a major, major piece of real estate in the yes, city. it is. That needs to be thought about what we would do with it. The other thing is this, when we're off the air, ladies and gentlemen. The Off-Air Podcast. talked about we, we talked about uh, uh, the idea of consolidating the courthouse. Yeah. Right. And, and the fact that, uh, as Marcus pointed out, and he spent an awful lot of time down at the, the you know, district court, that that's a facility that's been out. Well, that's a facility that, that <laughs> the has place been outgrown. sucks. I hate it's, it. It's been outgrown. Gotta it's call, been outgrown. You've got to call security after yes. 9 o'clock on this right. guy, right? Yes, yes. yes. So, so the, the, the thing is, though, it's been outgrown. So I understand that they're, you know, looking at that. But we have a superior court that is one of the more beautiful buildings. The original superior court, even the wing is appropriate. Uh, that was done, I think, in the 50s. Uh, that's another building that you don't want to melt away. That's an important building in the city, highly functional. Uh, you know, two trials at a time going on, civil trials, criminals over in Fall River. The, the courthouse in Fall River is now centralized on Main Street. You have a beautiful courthouse uh, up on Walnut Street in in Fall River, gorgeous. If anywhere else in the country would say, "How do we get that courthouse? Can right. you move it to us?" Tommy Norton, you got to figure out exactly how to make sure that building doesn't melt. Right, Taunton, the same thing. You have a most beautiful Superior Courthouse, the envy of every city in the country. You want to make sure you preserve your heritage and your and your key architecture. In New Bedford, we are facing right now a half a dozen churches that are melting away. Mm-hmm. We need to repurpose them. We have housing shortages. We need to figure out is there a way to convert them, repurpose them into housing. I mean, you once you lose these, they're gone. I mean, it literally, once you lose them, they're gone. Now, once you lose the jail, it's gone, fine. I mean, I don't know that anyone walked by, held their thumb, thumb up and said, God, I love that jail. There is a dome roof that's very beautiful, right? But in, in reality, that jail, I'm not sure how you repurpose it, but you'd rather, better repurpose the land in our I think it's right. a legacy that's it's best moved on from, well, honestly. It, that's that's exactly right. But but I, I will point one thing out. I agree with you 100%. But I also felt that way about the Charles Street Jail. Right. When you I mean, walk in there now, they turned it into a hotel. 
the it's a curiosity for people coming into Boston. I'm sure anyone who stayed there isn't oh, yeah, I went happy there. about it. But they have they have made I've, a, a I went tremendous there. impact it is on cool. the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. But I'm that's well above anything that I am able to envision. You need to get people together. Uh, who understand how you repurpose something, you know, that old. But how does and, the and city put it together? get a seat at the table, get a role? Well, that's our legislative delegation, the sheriff. I mean, our legislative delegation is second to none as I far agree. as sitting down and, and making uh, the trains, literally, the trains run on time, literally. Amen, right? right? So so my feeling is, though, you, you don't do this at a charrette in Ward 5, right? I mean, right. It, it does not work as a charrette in Ward 5. This is something that there's some heavy lifting here, and we need help with it. But also, it's in, to the benefit of the state. Marcus just pointed out, rightly so, it's time maybe to move on from that. Okay? Uh, but that is something the state's interested in as well. If that building could be repurposed to an educational, positive type thing, uh, then I'm all, I'm all for it in some way, if you can, you know, envision it. But otherwise, you know, it you better know what to do with that land before you knock it down. So, uh, folks, uh, if, if you're listening, I appreciate it. Scott is making a really important point. You do not want to abandon that building or or abandon the land and just have a big... Because that's a huge piece of land. It's really hard to envision how big it really is with the fact that there's a jail sitting on it. But when it's gone, it's not coming back. But if they don't do the right thing and do it in a short period of time, it's a potential big problem. Oh, a major problem. Now, let right. me say one other thing. I want to set a tip of the hat out to someone, uh, Andrew Saunders, who captained, captain putting together the uh, the Eversource uh, piece of property downtown. The, the I, I don't believe wind is going to be sustainable. I believe wind's obsolete before it ever goes up. I believe wind is f- fool's gold. I don't believe fishing is compatible with wind. Now, all of a sudden, they're scurrying around saying, can we put a fund together to pay the fishermen? I see that. The whole thing is an outrage. I can't get... What did you say? 1,300 World Trade Centers? You said that on the show. 1,300 World Trade Centers. Construction are- projects out in the middle of the ocean, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and they, and they a 48-inch 48, a dredge, they they say, is affecting the habitat in a negative way in the ocean. This is this is NIMS. This is, uh, uh, you know, uh, NOAA and right. National Marine Fisheries Service. But they've said nothing Wouldn't about... Wouldn't a dredge give the fish more room to swim around? <laughs> well, the dredge, the dredge, put it this way. This, these are, when I say dredge, this is, this is a 48-inch wide right. uh, dredge, seawater dredge, that the, the surface is so volatile that you don't know it was there a day, a day later. Correct. They are now, without any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, vetting, are, are about to allow this tremendous, tremendous construction project, which will completely... Uh, destroy the bottom, right? They're going well, to disorientate gonna be, the bottom. Yeah, yeah they're going to dynamite yeah. all kinds which of stuff. Mean, which means right. the entire habitat. Hey, hey listen, which means we've everything. gone from um, uh, we've gone from uh, Ash Street to forty thousand leagues under the sea. I'm going to just take a quick break, take a break. right now, yep. and Thank we'll be right back. Now, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm, I'm Marcus Farrow. Uh, Chris McCarthy's joining us, and Scott, uh, Mayor uh, Mayor Scott Lang is joining us as well. Um, and I'm joining you at 508-996-0500. We started uh, talking before we, we took a break. Um, what do you think the... Um, you want to talk about the smokestack and the, and the power plant and that stuff over there? Smoke, smokestack came down today. It was supposed to come down about a month ago, and I know they 
worked on it because this is uh, just just for clarification just so people in case they don't know i think it, it's important the um cigarette the tall cigarette building that you can see from the Bedford waterfront that old power plant that's the that's what got knocked down today right yeah, the smokestack yeah they've yeah. been they've been eating the power plant piece by piece now for about five months the best thing that ever happened in new bedford regarding wind when we look back at it will be that the power plant came down mm -hmm. and they assembled the land for waterfront purposes that'll be the best thing the smokes and, and i credit andrew saunders working with the administration working with eversource to get this done uh it's designated port area it's chapter 91 it's going to be dedicated to waterfront purposes uh, winds a footnote okay we're mm -hmm. the number one fishing uh, port in the country, the jobs and the economic spin that we have from fishing uh, pales wind by by a uh, fiftyfold, a hundredfold. But the fact is that that building is down. It's great. Now, why did I bring up the building? Because when I first uh, was, uh, took office, I went up to MIT uh, to meet with a bunch of architects okay. at a conference, and they said each mayor. There were five mayors. Each mayor bring a project that you'd like these architects from all over the world, literally from all over the world, to consider. And you will have a couple hours to present, uh, present your, your, uh, you know, your project. And then they will go off on their own for a day and then come back and tell you exactly what they think. Is it viable? Is it not? What can you do? So I came in and I said, and it, this is kind of reminiscent of, of you talking about uh, Sheriff Haro and, and his announcement that here's what he wants to do, but you got to, you know, you really have to vet what you're going to do. So I go up uh, to MIT, and, and MIT, you know, I probably talked, called MIT at the time, wasn't quite sure I was or for what, <laughs> and, uh, and I went up and I said, so here, here's the project I have, had all the schematics, the plans, and said, I want to knock this thing down. They may have said, I want to knock this SOB down. And I want to uh, create jobs and uh, s special, you know, waterfront type of activities, maybe a uh, armed for services, Coast Guard type of facility, maybe a NOAA facility, maybe Woods Hole. Sure. Uh, put, put some sort of comparable, appropriate mixed use that falls within Chapter 91. And uh, they said, okay, that's great. And they had all the plans, right? And the Strever brothers were around who were doing the power plant in Providence at the time, okay. right? Right on 95, you yeah, can see one. it, right? Yep. And Strever Brothers had done a great job down in Baltimore with the power plant. But I thought, we need that land. We're, we're landlocked in New Bedford. We need the land. So I go down there. I go up to MIT. And uh, they come back. And the, uh, the lead architect, I have notes on this, but the lead architect was from Italy. Really, really nice, highly accomplished person. And there were like three or four people on each team. Came back and said, how dare you suggest that that power plant be taken down. Really? And, he, and I said, it's got to go. He said, well, under no circumstances can you take down the granite building in front of the power plant. And Andrew has not done that okay. and pledges not to do it. And that's where the original Edison fresco was. Really? Because that was where the uh, Edison power plant originated, right? You're going to repurpose this. This is going to be an unbelievable facility. This will be unreal. This is going to be a hotel. could be a casino when there was still, you know, people talking about casino, whatever. Right. And I listened to it, and I said, well, how much will it cost? And he said, oh, it'll cost to, to renovate the building somewhere at the time, maybe $75, 100000000 $150 <laughs> million, something like that. 
And I said, so like I said, we got to knock this SOB down. Right, right. Now, there have been 10 different plans for it since since then, mm -hmm. including the aquarium, you know, the aquarium, the casino, whatever, yeah. aquarium before, then the casino. Yeah, yeah. The best use for that is the land. The best use for right. that is 21st century. The best use of that maybe will be the fusion plant in New Bedford one day, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that's the greatest thing that's happened as a result of this, once again, you know, complete hysteria over wind, okay? Dyson first, Oceanarium second, Casino third, okay? Hysteria. And now hysteria. wind hysteria. The best thing, the thing that we will look at the longest is today was a day, January 27th, 2023 that the smokestack came down and now the question i have for andrew if he was listening is of course he's listening whenever i hope he is whenever whenever andrew andrew is a great guy great family when a uh, very good lawyer excellent lawyer yes anything i've ever seen when you do implosion andrew is the smokestack comes down it like folds within itself. yeah it just kind of like this thing went tipped. down like a tree yeah. It was someone someone chopping it with an axe like, all these months like, and I didn't realize it? Or was like, it actually blown down? Like, it was blown like in down. The, the, the smokestacks in Somerset, they came, it was an implosion. It came right. down. Straight yes. down, right? Yeah. That smokestack. There like was the a World like Trade Center. Center. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> There's the a great picture. Like the World Trade Center. Straight. That, Building seven. Straight, straight <laughs> tilted down, which I thought was very show. interesting. Like a tree. So that that's, that, that's the segue from the... From what we were talking about as far as saving buildings. So, Scott, tell people about your concerns about wind on the ocean floor. Well, it'll destroy the ocean floor, the habitat. Uh, everything, everything is interrelated in the ocean. It's an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. If you destroy the ocean floor, uh, if you change the currents, uh, you're going to be in a situation. If you run electrical current through the ocean and the ocean floor, uh, no one's mapped that out. No one has thought about what the consequences are. We do studies for months, for years, about dragging a 48-inch dredge, as right. I just said, over the ocean floor. They have BOEM and, and uh, NOAA have completely abrogated their BOEM is the Bureau of Ocean Management. Right. That was put together to... specifically for wind. The interesting thing about this, though, is that none of the studies have been done. None of the habitat studies have been done. Magnuson-Stevens Act has been completely violated, all right? And these guys are telling us the next great thing is wind, the, an obsolete technology before it ever goes The, the Magnuson-Stevens Act is, is basically a regulatory yes. uh, act for the fishing industry. Yes. It, it, it basically creates the fisherman, fisher, fishery management system. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, th I think that fusion is going to be how we get ourselves out of global warming, climate change, severe climate, whatever you want to call it, the climate crises. And I think the wars in this next 30, 40 years are going to be fought between countries when someone says, I am going to burn 25 cent per, per barrel oil right. or one cent per ton coal. Mm -hmm. And we will say like we would to our neighbor, are you out of your mind? You're choking me out of this house. Right. We're going to give you something, though, that is absolutely going to resolve this issue. They're going to say, yeah, but you're industrialized. We're not. We're going to say yes. But we're going to give you energy in a cup. Fusion. Which is fusion. You'll be able to power your country, 
your continent, whatever, with fusion. We're not going to have to deal with global warming anymore, have to deal with the ozone, anything, anything like that, air pollution. We're going to change the way we power. Now you'll say, that is a daydream. That is a pipe dream. That, well, is, that your, is a dream. Your friend and predecessor, Mayor John Bullard, said that. He said that he's been reading for 50 years that nuclear fusion's 10 years away. And, and, and I'll say the most interesting thing about it. They never, first of all, just a month ago, they used less energy to produce energy than right. they ever did before in fusion, which means they found the ingredient, the way to do it. But more importantly than that, I've been reading for 10 years that Lockheed Martin, that, that, uh, uh, that Los Alamos, that the Chicago University, that MIT, uh, that uh, UCLA, all have fusion uh, centers going in which they are going to crack this. Now, I'll, tell, I'll say two things, and I'll say this. If, if John had said that to me, John Bullard, who, former mayor and also official with uh, the Clinton administration at NOAA, if he'd said that to me, I would say simply this, that 300 years ago, someone wearing wooden shoes said, we are going to create uh, windmills and power Holland or whatever they did, and they did. But they're no longer viable. They no longer make any sense. And they've reached the point now where it's not a wooden blade. It's this high-tech, I don't know, wearing blender, whatever, that we're going to put out in the ocean <laughs> that, that is going to completely destroy uh, our ocean ecosystem. The other thing I would say is this. Let's not tie ourselves to an obsolete. That's why I say to me. I have an eight-track tra eight tape in my car. It works well. It's an obsolete technology. The other thing I would say, even more so, is when I was a kid, Marcus, if I had held up to you a, by the way, uh, just for everyone out there, I am doing everything I say. <laughs> he's so literally, I, he's no, I am, do, doing, I am this. doing this. So I am holding up. It's lost on radio, but, but I'm enjoying it. Well, that's why I took my glasses off and I realized <laughs> you can't see me. Right. right. <laughs> but what it comes down to is simply this. I'm holding up a flat screen, probably about, uh, I don't know, eight inches, maybe four inches across a screen that shows me right now the time. I have a picture uh, on the front, like a face saver New picture. New Bedford City Hall. The Bedford City Hall at 9-11, uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I, I uh, uh, sw swipe it up, I guess is what I do. I'm not proficient in this, but I swipe it up. I put in a code. And next thing you know, I'm looking at the, the Internet right now. Then I'm looking at text messages. Then I have about 20 apps that I can gear in and, and watch Anything I want on my phone, right. I can talk on my phone. I can also do texting on my phone. And I can read the Internet. If I brought this into my school when I was in sixth grade and said to the kids, I've got something here that's going to be prevalent uh, in 30 years to the point where everyone in America will have one, I would have had the hell beaten out of me right. on <laughs> the playground. Yes. And they would have taken this thing, laughed like heck, looked at it, not understand how to put it together, put it back in my pocket and said, go home. They would have thought if, you were an alien. Right. If I also had, had a Remco walkie-talkie on my wrist and said, this will eventually communicate, it will also tell me my heart rate, it will do an echocardiogram if I want, whatever I want, this will do. They would have said to me, what are you, what are you watching? What are you listening at? What are you doing? This is technology moving forward. We need to move forward in energy. We've been burning... We've been burning since cave people. We now need to move to the next level in energy, which is fusion. And that's what's going to happen. Scott, on a policy and legal level, what do you make of the companies trying to blow up their contracts now with the state? They, 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 these, these Let's big actually talk companies. about that after the break. It's not sustainable. Okay.
Yeah, let's talk about that after the break. 1420 WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Not that that's how we rate employees, you understand. <laughs> I do, but <laughs> I'm a Neanderthal. So, Scott, continue on. Please. What was uh, the last... Uh, we were asking I... you, you were going... Um, I don't want to say diatribe because I feel like that, that kind of belittles what you were doing. You were going... You're discussing some of your issues with oh. wind. Technology. So to, Some of your reservations, technology. let's say. So last thing I talked about was the Remco uh, walkie-talkie on someone's wrist. The, everyone said that would be impossible. Yeah. But you, then that's, what that's what they're saying about fusion. Yeah. What I said to you, Scott, is what do you think of the fact that the wind companies are now immediately saying they can't live by the contracts they just signed? Because, well, the reason for that is because it's not – wind isn't sustainable – from the standpoint of uh, the finances of it. Which is and all that matters. The, right. And as the interest rates have gone up, it's uh, it's going could, to kill the ability to do could these we, projects. Could we, is it possible to chalk that up as like um, just sort of corporate maneuvering to try to get a better deal? Everything is always corporate maneuvering to try and get another deal. And you want someone to get another deal if, if it's not... Uh, if it's absolutely critical that you have the service and it's not sustainable... Uh, for the contract that you have, you look at it and try and figure something out for them. But this is a cost plus. Uh, th the original bill said you can't go higher than these rates. And right. in the next go round, you've got to be lower, the same or lower. And now they're saying that we want the cap taken off and we also need to renegotiate because we can't uh, produce the product for the money that we have said we couldn't have passed. The only reason that this was resurrected from Cape Wind was because they came in and said much more efficient machines, much bigger machines, much cheaper to generate the kilowatts. Right. And that's what happened. And now what they're saying is uh, the economy's changed and we need more money. Now, who's going to, this is the most when I heard the war in Ukraine, I, industry. When I heard the war in Ukraine as one of the reasons, I, I, I was sick to my stomach. Okay. So the, the, the war, you guys asked me back one day, I'll talk about the war in Ukraine for three hours, right? Uh, and all about how, how courageous the Ukrainian people are. It's absolutely necessary. Uh, and how we absolutely need to do everything we can totally to stop agree. this now. Yes. Or uh, we'll we're fight him in our backyard. Yes, very, totally agree, soon, Right? But but the, the issue on this, and by the way, the paper tiger that the Soviet Union is, it seems to, or I apologize, Russia, uh, but the Soviet Union uh, administration that they have now goes right. back to the Soviet era. The fact of the matter is that it should be a good reason why everyone takes a seat back and says, no more wars, no more killing. This is insanity. Right. We're, we're killing people by the hundreds with a push of a button every day. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here's what's happening. So we're just kind of wrapping up here. Um, so, Scott, you were, you were on a, a very important conversation. Let's talk about the rate payer, which is really what matters to the average person out there who will never get a paycheck from the wind industry. Right. So I, I've never I've, I've I have never seen 
rates for electricity go up quicker than they are right now. Mm -hmm. And the projection is they're going to go up even more. Anyone who opens up their energy bill right now, homeowner, or even a renter that's being passed on if sure. they don't pay their utility, uh, the rates are astronomical. Wind is being subsidized completely uh, by basically inflated inflated rates, and it's going to get a lot worse. Um, the key to this is finding an efficient, clean way to power energy, which mm -hmm. means moving to the next technology, the next century, which is the 21st century. Uh, we've done it in medicine. We've done it in, in, in travel, okay? We've done it listening to this radio right now. Correct. Every single, every single technology I can trace back to, you know, originally it was drums, it was sound of your voice, radio, internet, telegraph, telephone, whatever. You name it, everyone can do it. Everyone's gone to school. Everyone's studied inventions, technology. Right. The next great step in technology is going to be fusion or geothermal, whatever. But mm -hmm. it sure as heck is not wind. And, and we are mortgaging uh, the security of the fishing industry, even playing with this technology at this point. It's, it's a mistake. Scott, we, we, we prevented the drilling of oil and gas, both well-known technologies, but we're downsizing in our fishing area. And now we want to blow up the fishing area to put these wind towers on the bottom of the ocean. It, the, the studies show that there, there is not much difference between drilling for oil or gas or putting up wind towers. It, right. It's a tremendous detriment to the habitat.